0: Welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Andrea Mauser, a mindset and personal growth coach and creator of Choose Your Journey. My guest today is Nick Johnson, a musician who is a singer and songwriter and current lead guitar player for the Corey Farley Band. I met Nick the night he and the Cory Farley Band played a performance in our local town. I asked him if his musical ability came from himself naturally or if he was self-taught. And wow, did his response really truly leave me speechless. You'll have to take a listen to hear Nick's background with music and education in performing and how he had his ability with music. Our conversation was really intended to talk about his musical journey, but I realized it had such a deeper meaning in regards to what we allow ourselves to go after or hold ourselves back on. If you're a person who's ever experienced self-doubt This episode is for you. Nick's perspective is one to hear and so inspirational. Be sure to check out Nick's music by following him on social media. He's on Instagram with music by Nick Johnson, as well as his website, www.musicbynickjohnson.com. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out my own website, www.chooseyourjourney.co to hear other episodes of inspiration. Well, I am here. I am so excited to be visiting today with Nick Johnson, who is a singer and songwriter. Nick, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Hello. It's great to be here. Um, Yes.
0: Yes. So I had an opportunity to see you play in our little, little town of New Vienna, Iowa, uh, back earlier in April. And it was funny because our town, you know, New Vienna, the joke is that it's the envy of Iowa right? And uh, it's a small town. And I feel like we had as many people attending your show as we're living in the town. So that's pretty remarkable.
1: <laughs> it felt pretty, it felt like that, to be honest with you. you know? Yeah,
0: it was a pretty big deal. I feel like to, to kind of, to get uh, that type of caliber in our town. So thank you so much for, for coming. It's also
1: to, Testament to, you know, Corey Farley, who's from that area who I was playing with that night, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you know, people are reacting to what's, what's going on. And I will say we do put on a pretty good show.
0: You You did. Yes. I will say,
1: I mean, we do. And, you know, I mean, we do. So. You brought some Nashville to Iowa. Yeah.
0: Well, if you. Maybe you just want to share with us a little bit about who you are um, before we get started. A little background on how you came to be to who you are today.
1: I guess um, I am the son of Maureen Johnson and Alan Johnson. I'm from uh, Brooklyn, New York, originally. Um, I've, uh, my grandfather played guitar, my grandmother sang my grandmother's name my grandfather's name was norman nelson my grandmother's name was um, mamie mckenna they were both my grandmother was fresh from ireland so she was um, one generation removed from ireland on my other side um, i'm one generation removed from um, italy so i'm a, a truthfully irish italian um from new york uh Play playing music, pretty much always wanted to play music, have always been somehow involved in music, but probably have ne- never started taking music seriously until probably I was you know, 13, 14, you know, where I was like, where I had seen other people in my peer groups that were able to do it. And I was like, okay, you know, I want to try and do this, you know, obviously did your I school Music has always been in my house. My mom blasted Frank Sinatra. My, you know, it, all my aunts are into music, in one way or another. Just no one ever tried to play professionally. No one's ever been crazy enough to try to do it, which is the truth. Yeah. You know I mean, uh, and my grandfather probably he played, and my grandmother played in like you know little things, and my mother played too, but never on a professional level. So. Yeah. That's a little bit about, I mean, I've gotten to be, I've, you know, I've lived in LA, um, I've lived in Nashville, I've lived in, you know, I'm doing this professionally, you know. Yeah. So. so that's a little tiny snippet of my life.
0: So did you get your introduction to instruments, like in school? I feel like around here about elementary school, they'll be like, okay, who wants to join the band or the orchestra? And you kids have a chance to I rent.
1: No, no, no. You see, for me it was different. I got, I there was always a guitar because my grandfather did play guitar. So that I did physically see somebody who was doing it. Yeah. Um. So that I think makes a big di- makes yeah, a difference yeah. too, right? But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I got. To, I think I played the recorder for a, 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 like a week or yeah. something like that. But you know, the band thing for me, and I don't know how it's possible, but it always eluded me. Which you would have thought it would have found me in some way but it never found me i was never in the school band um and then when i got into high, when i was in high school i still played guitar but for whatever reason because i guess i was playing you know the devil's music or something like that i don't know you know that they didn't ask me to be in the band you know but then i wound up going to you know Berklee, not after high school exactly but later on in my life and went there for you know for jazz and those kind of things so it just it's just funny how shit works out you know
0: yeah and I remember I went up and I introduced myself to you after the um, performance in New Vienna and I remember you sharing with me that because I asked you if you were like self-taught or if this was kind of something you learned and you had shared something about like reading the music
1: yeah yeah when I first got to all right, so when I went to Berkeley, I got into Berkeley because I could play, and I had a slight resume. I had already, you know, I, I built up a band. We had become very popular in that area, so, in you know, I'd done what a professional musician some in a way is supposed to do, right? You're supposed to go out there, you promote yourself, you know, you do your, do your thing, and if people like you, then they like you. You know, you don't have to necessarily be the greatest in the world. You're just out there trying to do what you do, so I got... You know, um, I decided, you know what, I'm living in Boston, so I'm going to try to go to Berkeley. And uh, did get accepted to Berkeley, which was really cool, but I did not know how to read music or do anything like that. And they had told me, you know, they're like, listen, man, you're going to get your ass kicked, and literally about three... I think the attrition rate at Berkeley is like 9%. So basically, that just shows you that like 91%, at least when I went there, because now that like they have 30,000, 40,000 people that go there now. When I went there, there were 2,000 people that went there. Yeah, it was a much, very different thing. Wow. You know, so 2,000, maybe 3,000 tops. There wasn't the, you know, I graduated in 2002, so there wasn't the whole, internet revolution yet in terms of the you know you know what i mean it was a very small you know base yeah
0: and so it it
1: took me a long it took me you know of getting beaten up pretty badly probably took me about a year and a half before i could even you know hang you know because and, and just but I, but I wanted to do it, so I did it, you know, and then yeah. I did, gra- I, I wound up graduating from there with honors, so I was happy about that because I wanted the college degree, it wasn't necessarily just about like all oh, you know trying to prove it.
0: Yeah, what was your mindset going through that? Were you did it ever did it, it ever the pressure get all, really
1: the, the first year was horrible because mm-hmm. it was it was fun, don't get me wrong, but it was like I could play things that I could not play when i saw them
0: yeah incredible so
1: in, in that way so it was fun to improvise over something right but initially that's not necessarily what you're doing you're right you're learning like this is you know so you're literally you know staring at a page mm-hmm. trying to just like you know you or it's like must be like learning if you after you had a stroke mm. because wow you you're, you know how to speak you know, you know how to speak, but you can't speak.
0: Yeah. Ooh.
1: So that's what yeah. I'm, I mean. I'm not saying it's serious. as for folks. I'm not trying to compare that to a stroke. I just right. Don't, right. don't write hate mail to me. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying
0: Yeah. Or I'm even thinking like learning a language. You know, if you learn a second language, oh, I know how to say hello, but to have a conversation with you, oh,
1: or to, that's even a better thing, you know, enough to make it like, have a conversation, but you can't put a sentence together.
0: Yeah. Broken, <laughs> broken. So it, so
1: it was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And that part of, you know, I'm never going to be, that was never a muscle. It's funny. Now I've been here in Nashville for 10 years, right? I've done a bunch of sessions. I, I've have cuts with, um, with different people. I have cuts, my own cuts, which are, you know, songs. Um, and I've yet to write a note.
0: Wow. Wow. What a journey <laughs> that I way. Mean,
1: yeah. No, no, We here they use the Nashville number system when we're playing live, right? Not everybody, but you know, but that's the, the system they use here. Okay. Yes. You don't use
0: don't use the different thing. So, Interesting. So what happened after Berkeley?
1: I went to LA.
0: To pursue your dream.
1: uh, And I did and I I got to play, you know, all over, um, I played with different, different people, no one of any serious consequence, you know, but you know, also got, you know, you get incredibly humble too, because, you know, you, you just learn, you're just like, I mean, music's humbling anyway, but you just start, you're just learning that, that, you know it's a it's a very very difficult business in a very small pool you know and it doesn't matter how good you are has nothing to do with any of that shit you know what did your? i wish wish i could report to you
0: what was your family's response when you decided to go out to l.a and pursue things
1: i think they thought they thought i'm sure that they were scared but i mean they were when i first played the viper room they all flew out you know, so I'll give you that, like, you know, yeah. they, they all flew out. They all came out, you know, to, to see me. Cause I headlined the Viper room there, got a, a big write up in, a you know, uh, this yeah. a magazine called the music connections, you know, did well, got on the radio, did all the, did all the stuff that you're, you you can do, but you, you can only get to a certain, you know, point level.
0: Sure. You know? Yeah. So
1: it was, it was good.
0: Yeah. Did you feel like your willpower drove you on?
1: I love playing music. It's like what I told you that that night, you know what I mean? So you know so I'm gonna do what I can. Like for instance, optimally I don't love driving all over eternity playing, you know, music. It's it's no matter what, I don't care whether you're ten years old, twenty years old, thirty years old, it's a grind. Mm -hmm. But The ultimate outcome to play is fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I would not have met you. You know, I wouldn't have met, you know, this. I think that, you know, you create a lot of memories for a lot of people that, you know, otherwise wouldn't have been. Oh, for sure. The other cool thing that I didn't realize, and don't get me wrong, I've played Iowa many times, as you know. But. I did not realize that, especially in the smaller towns, they all have their own like bars, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a really cool. I mean, you know, yeah. So you know, when I after the show we went to people's houses,
0: yeah, and their own
1: bars. Not <laughs> and when I say bars, listeners, I mean like an actual bar, like a bar, like a yeah. whole bar,
0: like, right?
1: You know, plenty of room, bathrooms are you know like yeah like
0: these
1: people are doing it right like it's it. a good social
0: scene <laughs> yeah. you know
1: and I'm not a very big maker cool. by the way
0: you know so yeah you know, anyway yeah very cool um, that's my
1: journey you know.
0: I love it and you've you've shared that you've kind of played with various acts what is that process like do you audition do people seek you out what has that been
1: it's been both I think when I first got to Nashville, obviously you you uh, you know you're the seeker. You know, yeah. I mean, I was maybe being sought by, you know, a couple people who knew me, but I wasn't being, you know, sought in a in a, you know, massive way. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know?
1: And there's so many players. I mean, here, you know, in particular now, you know, there, it's very inundated.
0: Yeah, because even. Say, Oh,
1: go ahead.
0: oh, I was going to say, like, even the person who's waitressing want is aspiring to be a singer in that sense, right? Is that kind of the truth? Like, it's everybody's...
1: Yeah, I mean, or a song, I mean, and which is fine, or a songwriter or something. I mean, but the, the thing I think with... I'll throw out a philosophy with you. The thing that I think that's happened in, in this industry in particular is that with the advent of, like... I shouldn't say the advent because they've always had shows like this, but the popularity of like American Idol, all Mm -hmm. of these like singing shows, okay, talent shows, whatever you want to call them, right? So, people try to get onto these shows or it looks like these people are becoming, you know, super famous, right? But what people don't understand is like, these people might be good at like singing one song. Like when you do these... When you do shows like, you know, we have to do, I have to do, or we do, you know, you're talking about four hours straight, you know, every night, night after night, you know, that's a lot, you know, and there's a whole art to that. That's a whole different, but my point, my larger point is that you see people who see things as like, oh, this is, this is what this is, but it isn't what this is.
0: Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> kind of like I'm thinking an overnight success or one hit wonder that just it launches them into the next big thing, not realizing you can't
1: fake being a doctor. How does that sound? You can't yeah. fake being a doctor. True. Is you that know, where I'm Because yep. you know. And that's different. You can do it, and, and I, I don't want to water down the business, my business too much, but there's certain things you could get, get away with that would not be. You know in other professions where you'd be like oh okay you know this dude can't really read but sure he dances around like a, you know you don't get cover it doesn't, yeah. doesn't yeah. make sense but
0: anyway yeah that's what is the training like for your for your vocals and knowing like you have that four hour duration multiple nights a week is there any training for me
1: yeah i mean for me now it, i mean it's like T during the day, definitely get a workout in, you know, as, as much as you can, uh, when I'm at these gigs, you know, you'll see me like wearing earplugs and also try not to talk too much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, but there's really no rep. Cause you know what? You shouldn't be singing four hours a night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or even your, you know, I think of your hands, like I saw you play that one song and it was just like, and I was like, wow, how does that work?
1: My hands actually feel really good. I mean, I can feel it after singing four hours or doing stuff like that. I can feel it, you know, like my voice will not wake up until probably like eight o'clock at night.
0: Wow. Yeah. Cause mostly your gigs are in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the move to Nashville like?
1: Um, it was, it was, when I moved to Nashville here, and it's funny because all of us, Vern, who's the bass player, you know, in the band, Corey, the singer, obviously, uh, you know, leader, if you will, of the band, he, all of us moved here kind of at the same time, Noah, as well, the drummer. So that's like almost like ten years, right? Which is crazy. Yeah, and it was very different, you know. So even architecturally, like we were talking about it, uh, I didn't. I probably brought it up like that to them, but they were like, "What are you talking about?" But there's, you know, I was like, "But like all the clubs now have uh, rooftop bars on them." Then none of them. That was not the way. You know, mm. These were just little honky tonks. That you played, you know. Maybe the biggest one at that point was like the stage, you know. But maybe one of them, I think, Tootsie's had a rooftop, and that was like rare, mm-hmm. you know. Now all of them, and you're talking these places. Some of these places have six floors. They're putting more in, so it's very. It's a. So when I first moved here, I think it was more of a. Um, I don't want to say family because that's not what I what I mean, but it was a smaller community.
0: Would you say like preserved, like the honky tonk preservation was there, and maybe now it's it was, more modern? It more,
1: uh, yeah, it was more. Now it's it's more like uh, how do you look? Know? It's more like almost like it's becoming like the Vegas Strip in a way. Wow! Like that big.
0: Wow. Yeah. So Did it's you,
1: totally, totally change?
0: Yeah. Do you feel like there's pockets maybe that the, the locals know that are, kind of the the old school? Like you can step back in time and be like, okay, this is what Nashville originates or feels like for me.
1: I feel like they I feel like they've done a lot of. Um, because everything was so new, mm-hmm. and there was so much money. Which I want to say this, by the way, it's not just a Nashville thing. The same thing happened in Brooklyn, you know, where I'm from. So it became very desirable to be in Brooklyn when before no one ever wanted to be in Brooklyn.
0: Mm, Got it. Yeah.
1: You know, no one ever wanted to be in Nashville before. No one ever, you you know what I mean? I mean, there was a handful of people, you know?
0: Yeah. Did you feel like you had to be a country icon or like play country music because you moved to Nashville or has that been?
1: I have a fascination with music. So for me, it was like, you know what? This is just another fun style. I'm going to immerse myself in. I know I'm already at a deficit. I didn't grow up playing this kind of music. It wasn't, you know, part of, you know, did I hear this kind of music? Of course, but more of the older school music. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I heard the Waylon Jennings, the Merle Haggards, you know. So, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and you just go, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And you just start, you know, swimming.
0: Picking your guitar up and playing. <laughs> there you go.
1: It's just, you know, it's the same thing. It, 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 you know, and now I feel like, you know, No, now I feel like since I've been here, that's very much part of, it's a part of my, the playing that I do. Mm -hmm. And I think my style's evolved into something that's kind of, uh, you know, becoming more interesting.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: You can kind of hear the different places.
0: Yeah. What's been the highlight of your career so far?
1: Shit. Uh, You know, I mean, I think just still right now um, doing it. Hmm. You know, in a, in, a, in a world where there are not that many places to, to, to do it, where it's not just, and I don't mean like just Nashville, but I'm just saying like, you know, that I've, I've found niches of, uh, you know, ways that I've been able to maintain, you know, a good life. Albeit, yes, I've had to bust, you know, i got to bust my ass and, you know, go across the universe sometimes, but, you know, I guess that's probably, that's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Because like I said to you here right now, there are probably 60,000 people who are probably wishing.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, with your love of music, you probably would have played it at really anywhere like, uh, or, w- or would that have been, or would you, I guess I may have worded it this way because your love of music, would you have committed to just being able to play it regardless of location or placement just so you could share it with others?
1: No, I mean, now to me, for me, I definitely want to get paid. Well, you know I mean? That's definitely a component of, of that. Other than that, I'm just gonna do it strictly for myself. You know, and that means playing what I wanna play, playing my own shit, mm-hmm. you know, um, because there's a whole different dynamic to, you know, when you're playing with, you know, other people and doing those things that, you know, there's a lot, lot to it. Yeah. You know, if you wanna do it at a high level.
0: Sure. About your songwriting, what where do you get your inspiration for the songs?
1: My own, my life, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, just living, being around, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, uh, like, I I don't know if you've heard any of the newer stuff, but I've, you know, I've released a bunch of stuff over the past, you know, even like eight or nine months. So there's some stuff, you know, if you go to musicbynickjohnson.com, you can like check out all the videos and, you know, all the stuff like that. And I'll be coming out with something, uh, some new stuff.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I'll be sure to put that link in the, in the notes here following our session.
1: You know, especially before we go out, you know, we're supposed to do, uh, was it 16 dates? I guess we're doing with Alan Jackson for VIP, which will be really cool.
0: Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That, yeah, that was my next question. Do you get kind of starstruck by people that you meet or come through your pathway because of what the doors of music have opened up for?
1: I mean, I don't get starstruck, but I'm always amazed by anybody who, like, found their niche, you know, and then, and managed to build it into something, because obviously that's what I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing, you know. Again, you know, you know, my niche at this point, you know, I, when I wanted to play music, it's funny, my father said to me, I remember when I graduated from college, he said, so what do you want now? And I didn't say, uh, I want to make $5 million, you know, have eight cars. I said, I want adventure. Now, looking back on it, man, I, I got that. I should have said I wanted eight million cars. But, you know, so and, and be my musical journey, I always wanted to be good. So, you know that—that's the thing. So I'm still working on all of that stuff. You know.
0: Yeah, but, that's cool. You know, that's, that's really neat. And was it your dream to be a musician? Yeah,
1: I think that pretty much my whole, almost my whole life. I think, um, I think maybe in, at one point I wanted to be a doctor when I was young, and then I think maybe I thought about, you know, it'd be cool to be like, yeah, preacher or something. But then I was like, well, being a musician is probably a good mixture of both of those. So I was like, all right, we'll do that. Yeah.
0: yeah. And what did you do?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: go ahead. I was just going to ask were there ever instances where people were the naysayers or the negative Nellies in your life that were like, really, Nick? You're going to go do this? Did they ever try yeah, to I mean, trump your decision?
1: I think even I've had people, and I'm not even kidding you, I've been in. I've been ordering a sandwich, and for whatever reason, somebody says to me, oh, you know, you're not from around here. What are you doing or something? You know, and I'm like, oh, I'm playing over here. This club in your town or whatever, and they are like, oh, really? Yeah. You can actually make you actually make a living doing that? Or something like that. You get around a car firm, whereas if I had said, you know, I sell cars, no one was going to say, hey, you know, you actually make a living. So my point is, it's like, you know yeah there's lots of i mean or you know yeah or Mm -hmm. and there's no uh not secure i mean i stopped in my way of thinking about life is like this like there is no security you know necessarily you know anything can happen to you at any time you know there is no you know i think there's this great quote and i gotta remember what it is but you know, anyway, my point is that anything can happen at any time. So, in my opinion, you may as well go for whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: At this point, I've tried. To, I've done regular jobs. I've done all of those things. Um, and there's, you know, for me now, there is no, you know, my my choice is to live a life, as, you know, as an artist and to try to take it. Now, don't get me wrong. That means, you know, I mean a lot of work. You know, if you want to try to be successful, I'm still, I'm very much still trying to, to be as successful as I possibly can. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: So I would love to get a top 10 hit. I'd love to get, you know, a, you know, um, and again, not from a goal standpoint, you know, uh, the, I don't want to say the ego thing is left in cause that's not true, but for the most part, it's not about like you know. Oh, I need people to like me, or I need you know. I what I you know. I want to just try to put out the best shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. because things are so devoid right now, it's so open for something really
0: great to mm-hmm. come out. It's just a yeah. matter
1: of you know, having enough balls, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: In there, I guess. Why well, that's not I just... be the, you know, the, the next spokesman for you know? To tell everybody that this shit is bullshit. It's not, you know, wake up.
0: Yeah. It's a crazy life some
1: days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. the, The influencers, you know, that are a part of culture or, you know, society and thinking about the influence that they have with things. And yeah. Why couldn't you be a contributor to that?
1: Well, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't want to be a contributor. See, that's the whole thing, is I, I think that almost there's something to be said for almost going back to a place where you're not um, ruled by a um, a mob mentality. You know, where you're at, you know, where you're actually like, take a second to, you know, read a book or, you know, do something to actually, not just... You know, skim some shit and then try to say that you you know you're deeply under you know understand the you know Mm -hmm. the deepness of this conversation that we're about to have. (laughs) You know what I mean? So yeah, I just you know yeah my humble. Are we getting too heavy for this? Is
0: it too? No, this is no, this is great. I know. Um, well, you know my my preface of this podcast is really to kind of share about journeys, and sometimes it can be through challenges, sometimes through going after dreams, which, um, you know, I'm excited to be talking with you about. And besides the music and being able to read the music, do you feel like there was any other challenge that you've experienced as part of being a musician that you had to kind of persevere through?
1: I mean, I think that there's in any field there are, but for for me, I think that, you know, the doubt that you are one, you know, the you know, the constant, you know, like you said, we live in a in a society where you know, people have a million people, and that's va- that, that that that's the validation, even though you could outplay them on you know, eighteen instruments. You get where I'm coming from. You really yeah. know you write better songs doesn't matter yeah it's so the, those things like having the intestinal fortitude to understand that that you're not defined by you know the confines of truthfully non-reality you know mm-hmm. what I mean? that, that the reality is that you're out there you know what's that dr Dre line i'm the one that's doing it while these other brothers talk about it you know what i mean
0: yeah it's so yeah. it's like
1: whatever you want, you know,
0: yeah, happen,
1: huh. happen away. But the truth is, is and you know, and that truth is, is that that is a very deep thing to deal with, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I think that is that speaks volumes on all levels. You know, even Reci-
1: recently, I've stopped at the social media, I used to be pretty much on top of it, just be- but it, because it just gets to a point for me, where it's like, I don't want to sit here and say, Hey, look, I'm doing this or I'm out here doing this or I'm out yet. You know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. what I'm
0: doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know what? It's not going to get me any, you know, either you like what I'm doing or you the truth of the matter is right. If all of a sudden I get national attention, people are going to buy my shit. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. So if yeah. Somebody says, Hey, that guy's cool. Then somebody's going to be like, okay, he's cool. Let's go buy his shit. Yep.
0: Yeah, snowball effect.
1: When I could go around the country, right? Playing, doing exactly what I'm doing, busting my ass, playing night in and night out, right? And I think putting on pretty good shows for people and, you know, and almost not move anything. Think of that.
0: Yeah. 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 It almost feels like the world's stacked against a person that way of, and that's where the dreams get killed.
1: But you can't get into that. That's the thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's what I'm talking about. That's the intestinal fortitude. Like I talk to the guys in the band, especially Noah and Vern, and I always say to them, I say, what's, it's not about their bar. What is your bar? Where's your bar?
0: Yeah. That's
1: never mind anybody else's bar.
0: That's the message that needs to get cascaded. We need to hear get more self-validation for yourself as opposed to the others.
1: Or I mean, yeah, or it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. And so the more I've unpacked this Mm -hmm. shit, you get where I'm coming from, the more it's like a slot machine. You get where I'm coming from, and all people are doing is sitting there watching their like this bullshit trickle of hearts and likes and bullshit and i'm not saying it's bullshit because it's still work to build that up mm-hmm. i just don't know if it's work that's necessarily worth it in the end
0: yeah yeah makes sense definitely maybe
1: maybe if you're moving a lot of t-shirts or you're doing something like that then it is it is worth it i i understand that
0: yeah and and it sounds like you've been, been in everybody.
1: it I've sold a lot of, I've sold some t-shirts. I'm not saying that, you know, and I'm, I've sold some down. I don't want to sit here and say, you know, I've definitely, you know, I've done pretty well. I'll, you know, I'll give you another idea. I have a song out called spread love, right? That has had over, I think like 80,000 streams or something like that. It's less than, out, been out less than 11 months. Awesome. Yeah. But that's from Spotify. You'll make like 32 cents off that. Mm. Imagine if everyone who listened to that had bought the $1. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But so
1: that's another thing that needs to be conveyed to people.
0: Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And the culture really wants more for less, <laughs> more freebies, more... What What's in it for me <laughs> before I can get and back really to you? On,
1: like, this is the stuff that I'd really like to touch on. Now, again, this is why I'll never probably ever be popular, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it you know you need to it just needs to be said. It's just the you know the fact of mm-hmm. that, yeah. You know, no. and especially at the levels like where we're at, that would be. Imagine if people had paid a dollar each, that'd make a considerable difference right there in you know right, right. my monetary bottom line for that year
0: right. I just, I'm thinking, I'm kind of like smirking right now because all I can think about is when I see those like puppy commercials that come on the TV where it's like for a dollar a day, you can help a homeless (laughs) or shelter animal. I've,
1: I've thought about doing that. But again, the business is so screwed up, right? Because it's like anything else. There's certain people that are making a lot of money, right? Then there's certain people that present themselves as if they're making a lot of money, even though they're not making a lot. So it's it's a whole so the public has no idea necessarily. And again, also the public is not necessarily searching out like, wow, they're really speaking to me.
0: Mm-hmm. You know they're yeah. kind of
1: searching out that background music or like that, you know what I'm saying like
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But it's, it's not
0: and you putting on a show everybody. is a way true, but you putting on a show is a way for people to. Maybe take a break from the hecticness of life. Like, oh, there's a show. Great. I, I can leave my stress at home and not worry about it and go and dance and have fun. And thank you. Thank you for bringing that.
1: That is one of my, the most fun things you can possibly do because you're, that's literally like one of the cool things about going into the town, right? That, that night or whatever is that because of where you are, it is so organic. Yeah. You know, that, that, that is a thrill,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And then, yes, I do think that when people do see that it's people are connected, I do think that th- there's a lot of, uh, pros to Nashville or like, or what we're talking about too. I'm not just, mm-hmm. we've talked about the cons, but there's a lot of pros. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you're right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately the concert experience now the phone has become this part of the concert experience which sucks but you know that's part of the culture like you were saying you know yeah
0: you, you gotta adapt document to it everything. yeah
1: documented you know i know you know I mean, I'm on stage every night and that's, we, I hardly ever, if Noah didn't take pictures, which has been great that he does, you know, but if he didn't.
0: Yeah. It's all up there. and the, uh, That's true. I know. And I think about how many thousands of pictures I have on my phone and I probably don't even, I could probably go through and delete a good portion of them and be like, mm
1: but it's Nothing interesting That's like, you know my see my mind and this is the writer in me right my mind goes why do we do this like what has changed we've always collected photos right We, it's true yeah. you know? Right. I, mean, I'm, I know my mom still has albums of photos right so it's always and we, we put them on the walls we always collected photos right we wanted to die but it's interesting now that like You know, I'll walk down Broadway. Somebody will be like videotaping themselves. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's (laughs) the oddest shit.
0: I wonder if that's going to be a change, though. Because like with my kids, they don't want their pictures taken anymore. They're like, don't take a picture of me. So I wonder if there's going to be a shift down the road of getting away from.
1: There has to be. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because like you said, if you've been videotaped and put on the internet since you were
0: a baby born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's crazy. So a little self-reflection going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm the type of person to be honest with you. And again, i I would not put my child up on the internet that's just my
0: mm-hmm.
1: take on it and you know now especially i trust. And it has nothing to do with my mistrust i just think it's like um because i use it i think it's great but i just go on there sometimes and i'm like man this is literally what we're like this is what we're deduced down to you know it's like it's like yeah. this is this is you know what i'm saying like i don't want to spend hours of my day perusing through people's photos and shit. you know what i'm saying i don't care
0: yeah i'm it, trying
1: it, not to because i want that part back i want that part of my life back
0: yeah and it allows more connection like if we're talking in person or through this as opposed to messaging this
1: is way better this is just like having a regular conversation this is you know i mean yeah i missed I miss, like, in other words, like the phone days. I mean, I, you know, you can hardly get anybody to, like, you know, everything's got to be on text, which I find more time consuming, to be honest with you, than mm-hmm. making a phone call. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. Hey, what's
1: That's going in time. the cooler? Call me up on the
0: phone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. What
1: are you doing today? Call me on the phone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saves a conversation for later. So what would you say to somebody who wants to go down that path of pursuing a dream, but maybe isn't quite sure, maybe they, they lack confidence or have that doubt chipping in their ear. Maybe this isn't for me. What would you encourage them to do?
1: Get rid of that person in your head saying that. Yeah. Because everybody has that.
0: You
1: know, yeah. I still have it even, you know, today, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. you're playing sometimes and, you know, something enters into your mind or something, you know, and you have that almost like shift, you know, where you're, you're like, okay, you know, you start thinking about something else, even though, you know, yeah, that's going to be, uh, I, what's the great, here's, here's one I love. Um, motivation is a great thing to have, right? But motivation is going to run out and that's when discipline comes in, you know? And so that to me is a really, really important thing. And what I mean by that is discipline is you're hearing your body say, I can't run that or the naysayer or the whatever, the doubt, Mm -hmm. you can't run that extra mile. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you have to say, yes, I can, or I'm going going to. And then also at the certain point, there is no turning back. Right. I mean, in certain ways, like, you know, you know, right. I mean, at at some point it's just like, this is, you got to go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's the old adage? Shit or get off the pot.
0: Right. The only regret is not, not necessarily having an opportunity to say, I did it. You know, I used to think about failure. And now it's changing the paradigm. So there's no such thing as failure, just feedback. This didn't work. You didn't fail. You still did it. It just didn't result in what you wanted, but there was a result. It just needs to be tweaked a little bit.
1: Right. Also the other thing that I say to people a lot of times is like the, you know, being in the precious present, right? So that's like, you know, trying to be right, you know, in the actual moment in time and not, not worrying about what didn't happen or what did happen which is harder to do than you yeah. know easier said than done yeah you know it's true i mean the whole thing of life as you know is like it's all it's just it's, it's like managing disappointment you know mm-hmm. i know i probably should care. there's a great 50 cent line that i always say to people sometimes but it's a great 50 cent line and i'll say it and then you know but um it's, a, it's in a song, Many Men, I think is the name of the song, but he says, uh, it seems I'm here for a real reason, because he got hit like I got hit, but he ain't fucking breathing. And I always think like, that's a pretty cool philosophical line if you think about it, like, why are you still doing it and why are other people not? Yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: right? that's deep. <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes yeah. if you need the
1: motivation, it's right. like sometimes, why, why are you still in there? Why are you still, Yeah. You know, why are you still there? There must be some
0: yep. reason. Yep, something's rooted within you. That's just I mean, your passion, your gift. What makes you
1: want to do your, what makes you want to do the podcast, your podcast? You know, what was the, what was your reason for doing the podcast?
0: You want me to answer? Yeah. You want to hear my answer? Oh. Yep. Yeah. Just thinking about the people in my life that I've known who've gone through hard things, but they're getting up. They have a smile on their face where I think sometimes I'd be sitting in a corner in a ball, like thinking life can't go on and they're getting up, learning to read, learning how to walk again, how to talk again, like pushing through the barriers and doing it. And I'm like, makes me think about what am I giving energy to? I need to persevere through my own things too we can all do it Mm -hmm. so wanting to share thoughts on that
1: no that's great I think that and that's 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 right I think you know it's like there's so many people that go everybody and I hate that line you know those cliche lines because I can't stand like speaking cliche you know but there are there's always someone going through something that's you know I I don't want to say more difficult because that's not the way to think about it you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it's all relative. Yeah. You know, but like my, you know, my mom had stage four cancer. You know, battles through that. You know, or you watch um, the guy who got up and sang with us that night, saying, "Oh no."
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: The joy that he gets.
0: Mm-hmm. From
1: just, you know, getting up there and doing that, like you know, those kind of things,
0: you know, so no, that's absolutely right. You know,
1: Yeah. 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 That's awesome. inspiring. I'm glad. Thank you for having me on though. I
0: really, thank you. So I, I appreciated this time with you and, and getting to know you more and just the perspective that you share on things has really just been super motivating.
1: Well, I hope it's not cynical because I'm not trying to be cynical. I'm, you
0: know, yeah, just, no. This is great. You know,
1: more uplifting, but I do think people need to start thinking more about, um, you know, like without sounding like a hippie or, you know, whatever. And I just think people need to start thinking more about how we affect everything, you know, across the spectrum.
0: For sure. And, and it's, it's a small game. world. <laughs> it's a small world too. When you think about it, holy cow.
1: <laughs> it is, a, I've had many I just had one the other night where i was sitting there talking about living in boston and these this older couple comes up to me you know they're like you're just you're fantastic and we're from you know massachusetts or whatever and we just want you to know and i'm like thank you so much and uh i said i went to school there and they're like really and i said yeah i remember i used to go to this place called crossroads and they're like our son married the family that owns that bar and i'm like what (laughs) and i'm like so
0: wow yeah small world forget kevin bacon we have our own seven degrees of separation going on
1: i wish i could understand it you you know wow there's also nothing to understand right your journey is your journey like that's the whole thing you know
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. That's my business. Choose your journey. That's why I created it from a coaching aspect of everybody has to go through their own path of life. So let's do it
1: as well. I mean, shit. it's been interesting. Yeah. yeah. Gonna get, you know, sure it's going to get more interesting.
0: Yeah. One final question. Um, if you will, do you have like a bucket list item or something you really want to be able to achieve in this life?
1: And there's, there's, a, there's so much that I, I would like, I mean, from, because it's different perspectives, right? From a selfish perspective, then from what, like from another perspective, what would I really like to achieve or something like that?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: from a, a selfish perspective, I would love to get a song that the world sings for an elongated period of time. Wow. So, that would be a pretty powerful uh cool thing. Yeah. You know, I would love to have that, you know, something That's cool. like that from an, a non-selfish standpoint. I think I can definitely see myself doing something more in terms of um
0: Yeah. Maybe the
1: psychology of music and in particular how the lifestyle, you know, and maybe work with more like, I don't know, I don't want to just say college age kids or something like that, but musicians more in terms of how the lifestyle and how like things we were talking about really do affect, Mm -hmm. you know, long term, you know, decisions that you know, you make, I think if if maybe people start thinking about it earlier on in there, you know what I mean? Like for instance, if you don't like to, a good example, like if you don't like to leave your house, probably being a musician is not a good idea.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Know what I mean? If you don't like blood, probably being a doctor is not a good idea.
0: Yeah. Kind of like helping mentor people. People don't think about that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they go after the dollar signs or the experiences without realizing.
1: They, they think it's that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Like
1: I teach. I've told you that. Yeah. I teach. So people yeah. always ask me, what, um, what advice could you give to my child or to me? And I say, you, you better love it. If you don't love it, don't bother doing it. Yeah. Because it does, you know, just do it for fun. Right? because yeah. that, then you get more enjoyment from it than putting yourself under that, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yep, because the willpower that's runs fresh. out. If you don't love it, oh, that motivation, even that discipline is gonna be really challenging. You're gonna have resentment, you're gonna have stress.
1: And as a coach, that's right, you're gonna be like uh, resenting the decisions that you made that put you there.
0: Yeah, mm. Oh, you know? that's so good. You're really- yeah sure <laughs> yeah you want to avoid that wow well no, thank you no thank you so much right. this is so good i appreciate it nick and where thank can you. where can people find you if they want to download your music or purchase or find you
1: you can go to uh, all all digital places all uh, apple music you can go to my website musicbynickjohnson.com and that has a uh, you know t-shirts and you can go to see my videos and all of that stuff too and you can always just Music by Nick Johnson um on Facebook and you can always just reach out to me.
0: Okay. Awesome. This has been so wonderful. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great day.
0: You too, Nick. Thanks so Bye. much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. thank you so much for listening in to the hardship journey episode it would mean so much to me if you would share this episode with a friend or family member or even post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out and I hope you feel inspired and motivated from listening to this episode and no matter what comes your way on life's journey you can make your own hardship journey